Well, folks, it was on this weekend, this weekend, 2018 years ago, that Jesus was riding a colt toward the city of Jerusalem. And as he did that, the praises for Jesus were rising off of the lips of people like crazy. I mean, these multitudes were surrounding Jesus, and they were just shouting praises for the very first time to Jesus as their king. They were embracing Jesus as the long-awaited Messiah, Savior, and King that they had been waiting for and longing for. And on that Sunday, it became known as Palm Sunday. And I believe that Sunday was a Sunday that you and I would have wanted to be a part of. (laughs) It was an awesome Sunday. And as followers of Jesus, we would want to be there celebrating our king. Now, as Jesus rode toward the city of Jerusalem, these multitudes were surrounding him. They were shouting Hosanna to praise his name because Jesus had been healing people throughout the countryside, every place he went. He had been teaching them the truths of the kingdom. And now these people because of what they had heard from Jesus and had seen Jesus do, they were talking about making him their king, their Messiah. They were talking about making this guy that everybody knew as a carpenter, making him now their king. Because they had seen him heal a blind man. They'd seen him deliver a demon-possessed boy. They had seen him cause a paralyzed man to walk and calm a stormy sea. They had seen him give grace to a prostitute and a tax man. They had seen him feed 5,000 men with just five loaves of bread and two fish. They had seen him do these things and so many other things. And now these same people, now several thousands in number, followed Jesus as he made his way into the city of Jerusalem for what was called the Passover feast. These same people traveled with him, hoping that he would become their king. And I'm telling you, their hearts were and their lips were full of praise for him. And when Jesus finally reached the top of the hill that we now today call the Mount of Olives that started down and led down into the city of Jerusalem. As Jesus went down that road, he could now see the city. And he could see thousands upon thousands of people lining the road and shouting praise to his name. And suddenly, at that moment, Jesus let them call him something that he had never let them call him before. He allowed them to call him king. This was an amazing thing. And look at what the Bible says about this. Look at this on the screen. As he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. When he reached the place where the road started down from the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along praising God for the wonderful miracles that they had seen. The people shouted and sang, Blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in highest heaven. 
And beyond this verbal praise, the people used whatever they had or whatever they could run and grab to give praise to his king, their king. So on this hilltop overlooking Jerusalem, Jesus was literally crowned as king by the praises of the people. No, he wasn't given a literal crown to put on his head. No, there wasn't some royal parade or some royal pageantry that took place. But by their praises and by their offerings, he was crowned as their king. Write this down. Some used their possessions to praise him. Remember the story? Some man offered his donkey, his colt, for Jesus to actually straddle and ride into the city of Jerusalem. Others offered their coats. They took off their coats and they laid their coats on the dirty, dusty road down into Jerusalem so that their king would have a royal carpet to ride on into the city. My question as we begin this morning and as we celebrate his coming on this Palm Sunday to be our king, what would you have offered to praise him? What are you offering today to praise him? Would you take something that you have and take it off and lay it on the roadway for Jesus and sacrifice that for Jesus? In what way are you praising your king today? Some use their possessions. Then write this down. Others use their bodies to praise him. Many ran and, and, and they found some palm branches laying on the ground. And they brought them and they shook them and they waved them to praise their king. They shouted Hosanna as he passed by. Another question this morning is this. What would you have done on that day to physically praise your king? And what are you doing as you come to worship to physically praise your king? Are, are you sitting and standing and singing like this or maybe not even singing at all as others sing and you listen? Or are you clapping and are you raising your hands and are you offering a king's due? Are you offering him something that you have, a voice, a body to give praise to him? Because of what they had seen, they believed that Jesus was more than a carpenter. They believed that he was their long-awaited Messiah, the Savior to come and set them free from their sins. And man, these people, they shouted their praises. <laughs> man, they opened their lips and they shouted praises to the king as he passed by. So here we are today, 2,018 years later. And folks, we are part of that same crowd of people. We too are followers of Jesus, amen? We are followers of Jesus. We too are following that same king. Yes, some years have passed by, but we are following that same king. And no, we haven't seen him with our own eyes like they were able to do. But we have the written word of God that they didn't have. And we have had the ability to experience his love and his grace and his provision over and over again in our lives. And his mercy and his, his acceptance. We've experienced him deep within our souls. 
So like the crowd so many years ago, we should also, when we come to worship on any given Sunday, let alone today in Palm Sunday, we ought to open up our mouths and from our lips praise our King. Amen? We owe him praise. We need to sing and lift up our praise to the one that we know is the king. So I want to invite you to stand up with us once again. And I want to invite you to open up your your lips and your mouths and offer him some great praise here this morning. Would you stand? Are you ready to lift the roof this morning? Let's sing some praise to the one who so deserves our praise.
keep that phrase going. Are you guys ready? We're alive because of him. We have life eternal. We have peace in this life because of him. Amen. All right. We have breath because of him, you guys. He's the air we breathe.
people said, amen, amen, awesome, amen. Please be seated. Well, on that Palm Sunday, as they neared the city, all was going extremely well for the people and for their king. <laughs> Things were going great until Jesus reached the top of that hill that's called the Mount of Olives. And as they began to descend down that road, Jesus saw the masses that had come to Jerusalem for the Passover feast. And suddenly, the king began to cry. Jesus began to weep. And the heart of Jesus began to break. Because as he looked at the city, now filled with over two million people that had come for the feast, he was able to see those for whom he had left his throne in heaven to come to earth to save. And as he looked at those masses, his heart began to break because he knew that many of them would reject him. Many of them would not accept him as their king. And you could write this down because many, many were angry about his claims. You see, he had claimed now to be the Messiah. He had claimed to be that long-awaited Savior that the people were looking for. And he was. And yet some just couldn't believe that that carpenter guy could actually be the king. They just couldn't get their heads around that. And so they were saying, how dare he claim that he's the Messiah? And next, some were going to reject him because they were angry about his actions. Yes, I mean... He had healed a lot of their folks and a lot of their, their relatives and their family people. But some of those he healed on the Sabbath. And didn't he know that was against the Jewish law? He had, he had worked on the Sabbath. How dare he do that? Almighty God would not do that. And beyond that, he was forgiving people's sins. And only God Almighty was allowed to do that. How do you have the authority, Jesus, to do that? And so he knew that some were angry about his claims. Some were angry about his actions. And so the Bible says this. As he came closer to Jerusalem and he saw the city ahead, look at this, he began to weep. We don't often think about Jesus, our King, our Lord of Lords, our Savior, God Almighty, as one who weeps. The Bible says he wept. He said, how I wish today that you, of all people, would understand the way to peace. You see, Jesus had come to show them the way to peace with God the Father. How that could happen for them. But they rejected the one and only one who could make peace between them and the Father. In fact, Jesus had already told them, I am the way. The truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So what a day, folks. That first Palm Sunday must have been. Yes, it was a day of great triumph. But it was also a day of tears. As Jesus wept over those who would reject him. Because the same love that drove their king to come and pay for their sins caused him to also cry over those who would reject him and not accept him. 
You see, the love of the king, the love of King Jesus never changes. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how you've been looped into the same addiction or same sin for a long, long time, his love for you never changes. His love for you is unconditional. On this earth, I believe, we'll never experience the depth of God's love for us. No matter how greatly we've been loved by somebody else, it doesn't even compare to the love of our King. Amen? His love for us has always been and will always be deep, unconditional, amazing. He loves us in a way that we struggle to grasp. And that love has not changed over the 2,000 years. Amen? It is still the same. And so we, as his followers, as we come and join that crowd on this Palm Sunday that worshiped him over 2,000 years ago, we need to worship him with the same depth of love for him and what he's done for us by paying for our sins and by dying on the cross for us and by opening his arms and saying, come on in, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, we need to worship him with that same depth of love that those people that day did. Their king. Are you worshiping your king like that? As we get ready to close, I want us to stand and sing again. But would you allow your love for the king to really rise up through your soul and come out your lips? And as you sing words, would you really use those words to worship the king who loves you more than you can imagine? Let's stand and sing again.
pray with me? Father, it's my desire, and I know it's your desire that each one gathered here who are your followers today, just like you had followers 2,018 years ago, that they begin to experience this Palm Sunday, and especially as we move towards Good Friday and Easter Sunday, that each one might experience your love at a deeper level, deep in their soul. That they would come to understand that they are loved by their King of Kings and their Lord of Lords, their Savior, the Son of God, who is preparing a place for them to live with Him for all eternity. Help us to have a greater understanding of that this week. And then help us, because of that understanding, to live in a pleasing and acceptable way to you. That we might, as we live our days here on earth with you by our side, that the way we live will be a, a worship that we're lifting up to your name. May our thoughts, may our words, may our actions, may our integrity be worship to your name. May we offer to you what we have to give praise to your name. We love you. Thank you for loving us. And all of God's people said... Amen.